hello, and welcome. This is Talk Plank, episode 34, an SB Nation podcast on Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch, and today is the trade deadline. This is the trade deadline special. It is now officially 4 p.m., and the deadline has passed. Uh, we'll see some other trades continue to trickle on in. We'll see if the Pirates were able to trade players such as Richard Rodriguez. Nothing as of right now. If that is the case, we'll have a live reaction. But, yeah, it's been a crazy day today. Um, You know, just trades galore. Rest in peace to the Cubs. They are officially dead. They ripped it down completely. Chris Bryant just announced he has been traded to the Giants. Javier Baez traded to the Mets. Anthony Rizzo traded to the Yankees. That was yesterday. Uh, basically, the only the only player they still have left, part of their core, is Wilson. But, uh, we got Jake with us right now. Jake, how's it going? I was just talking a little bit about how the Cubs just ripped it down. Yeah, uh, it's been a good day. Can't lie, it's a Friday. And a uh, really wacky day on the MLB trade chatter. That yeah, you, If you were talking about the Cubs, like you said, uh, wow, they were clear in house. And, and I mean that in every way I p- can possibly put that. Yeah, they, they uh, pretty much got rid of everyone, as did the Nationals in that crazy blockbuster uh, trade sending Trey Turner and Max Scherzer to the Dodgers as if the Dodgers need that. But uh, you look at it, the Giants answered. They got Chris Bryant. So that's going to be a really fun race down the stretch, the NOS. But, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit, um, you know, on our last podcast, breaking down the Adam Frazier trade. Seeing some of these returns that these other teams are getting – for, you know, for example, for example, Javi Baez and Trevor Williams are heading to the Mets, and they got back a nice piece. Um, I don't have the name on me right now, but they got back a nice piece. You know, uh, the Phillies sent away Spencer Howard, a starting pitcher with high upside, just to get Kyle Gibson. And, I mean, we're looking at it right now. As of right now, Richard Rodriguez has not been traded. Uh, Chris Stratton has not been traded. Looking at it, it looks like Frazier. And then I'll give Sherrington credit uh, getting anything for Clay Holmes. If he got a box of used napkins for Clay Holmes, I would have been happy. But it looked like looks like they got some legit players for Clay Holmes, which that seems crazy to me. And then today there was a minor trade. Um, Braden Ogle for Abraham Gutierrez with the Phillies. Also, I can't forget the Tyler Anderson debacle this week. It looked like he was going to the Phillies, and then the Phillies, uh, the medical on the second guy didn't really look good for the Pirates, so they pulled out, and they sent him to Seattle Mariners for uh, Carter Bins, a catcher, and Joe Quinn Tejada, an 18-year-old pitcher, I will say one thing about the Pirates trade deadline. It really seemed like they put a priority on bulking up the catching depth in the system with some of these deals. I mean, 
Gutierrez is a catcher. Carter Bins is a catcher. Um, you know, they obviously drafted Henry Davis. So pretty interesting. Um, I don't know, though. If they couldn't get anything done for Richard Rodriguez after, you know, the Cubs traded Craig Kimbrell to the White Sox for Nick Madrigal, which some people are pretty high on Madrigal. I'm really not. I kind of look at him as like a Kevin Newman type just contact or bust, which is not really something that you want to have your whole game depend on like Madrigal does. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about this deadline so far? Well, I'll start with the Pirates. I, I will make it known that I think I've calmed down a little bit from the Frazier deal. I think you were right, Ned. I think I was just still waking up from it. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think it looks worse now than it did when it was made. I'll tell you that much. So we've kind of flipped uh, emotions on it, haven't we? Slightly. You know, I, you, I'm i trying to look up this uh, deal the Mets made for Baez, but they gave up a lot for a half season of Javi Baez and then Trevor freaking Williams, you know. And Frazier's been better than Baez has been this season, I would say. And, you know, Frazier has an extra year of control. I guess Baez is definitely a better player than Frazier, you know, like in the grand scheme of things. But I don't know. It's just the first domino to fall, it, it kind of seemed like it was Adam Frazier. And, uh, you know, I think it's definitely clear. Sorry, I'm kind of rambling here. But I think it's definitely clear that Sherrington went after guys that he himself pinpointed and wanted badly. And, you know, there's different lists, prospects lists, whatever you want to call it, but he views some of these players differently than the general public does. Obviously, to a much better perspective from him, it's his job to go after talent, but we'll see how it works out. If, if, uh, if some of these players he's traded for ended up end up being busts. I mean, we're going to know pretty quickly that Sherrington has kind of blown it, but I'm still optimistic at this point, but it's just kind of interesting to see how this trade deadline has, uh, it's been a little bit underwhelming, I guess I would say at, but that's initial reaction. Once again, we'll see, we won't be able to tell for a few years, but hot take initial reaction. It's been a little underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, it's, but you know, you think about it, we really got, in a way, the best value for Frazier that we could possibly get because before this year, he was sort of average at best, maybe. But this year, he's really put it, kicked in an extra gear. So, I mean, obviously, teams aren't going to send, you know, like a Cody Hoyer and Nick Magic all load for Adam Frazier. What, some could argue that he's worth that, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, he's not at, you know consistent. Uh, he, it's not like this is his third year in a row where he's putting up league-leading numbers and batting. So... In a way, I think we kind of got the best value for Frazier that we could get. So, I mean, I, I it's still too early to tell whether these trades are bad. Honestly, though, I would say the best trade that we made, and it's going to sound silly, but was Clay Holmes all the way. You said you would, yeah, you said you would trade, you know, a napkin holder for that. Well, Brian <laughs> Cashman gave us the AAA leader in like five statistical categories for a guy who is not really that good (laughs) again ben charrington fleeces the new york yankees um the anderson deal i i i really don't know what to say about that i i'm not a fan of it i was actually kind of rejoicing when the phillies deal went or uh, flopped because i was i was really hoping we'd keep tyler anderson because you think about it anderson was that number one starter for us he was kind of like our ace figure 
And now we have to pass it down to basically Chad Cole, who he's a liability because he can never stay healthy. He's just now finding his groove. I would have thought keeping Anderson, you know, keeping him for the rest of the year, maybe signing him to a one-year deal in the offseason, you know, re-upping his contract and maybe selling him after that. Maybe once we make a few, you know, signings or something like that. That's when I understand it. But I, I, I look at this Anderson trade. And who did we get from it from Phil, uh, from Seattle? I, to, I forget exactly who we, we got. We got Carter Benz, who's the cashing prospect, and Joe Quintejada, who is the 18-year-old uh, pitching prospect. Benz, uh, I was looking at it. He is he's in double-A. He's 22 years old. Um, strikes out a ton, but he also walks a lot offensively. So we'll see. He's got a little bit of power potential looking at it future wise with bins I, I think maybe best case for the pirates is he's maybe henry davis's backup three years from now or something like that and then uh tejada i just think that's like a that's a lottery ticket but the other guy the other catcher they got today in that phillies deal that he was initially gonna come via the anderson deal uh once again that looks like one of those guys that Sherrington really pinpointed um, – who the hell is it? Abraham Gutierrez. He, he's an A-ball right now. He walks more than he strikes out. So it seems like Sherrington's kind of taken a swing on these high walk, high strikeout type guys. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I like Gutierrez, though. He's 21. His uh, future value right now, according to Fangraphs, it's 35-plus. So, you know, he has a chance to improve, obviously. But, yeah, the catching depth in in this uh, organization has definitely it's, – it's now not the weakest thing they got, I, I guess. Yeah, and that – you know, that's smart of Charrington to bolster up that a little bit because you look around the organization and we're basically – I don't want to say strong because that impl- that, Im- that implies that we have these top prospects every single position. But at the same time, I think we have a good depth, let's say, on that, on the rest of positions. I mean, you look around the, the minor league system, Altoona and AAA, I mean, we're somewhat good at first base uh, in middle infield, obviously, because that's like the pirate specialty is getting middle infielders. Outfield, we're deep in. Pitching, I would say that we're, we're getting there, but I think I like- catching was definitely depth in this organization. I really do. I like Priester. Yeah. I like Thomas. Obviously, Rones and Contreras look great. Uh, Yahure, I still really like. You know, there's there's some some guys that have kind of underperformed a little bit, but overall, I still like the starting pitching depth in this organization. Yeah, it's gotten better, but the catching, like you said, was probably the weakest spot for us, and I, I, I totally agree with Charrington sort of bolstering that a little bit, but, you know, I'm, I'm not really high on Benz. I understand that you know, it's one of those things where if he can see the, you know, if he has good plate discipline up there and he can really, I guess, work a walk, sort of like a John Nagowski type where he can really pay attention to where pitches are and watch how they break. That's great, but that's a big if. And, I mean, the fact that we sold our basically number one pitcher for him, I mean, I'm I'm surprised we got a return at all for him, but at the same time, I'm not really hype on this trade. I kind of think that this is probably the worst trade out of everything that we've made. Um, the Abraham Gutierrez one I was really happy about. Sucks we have to give up Bray Noble for it, but I, I think Bray Noble has more of a shot at making it on the Phillies roster because their bullpen situation is shaky. So I, I think Bray Noble has potential there. 
and Gutierrez could definitely help our place here, especially in catching. So that trade, I didn't mind as much. Frazier trade, I'm starting to warm up to, like I said. Holmes, I think, was our biggest win. I'm still reeling about that. I'm just in shock. And, you know, the Anderson, I think, was our worst. If, if I had to look at that from the grand scheme of things. And I know you look at all the moves that every team has made around the MLB. You got to take it with a grain of salt because at the same time, like, I, I, the way I see it is there was no way that we were going to get a haul like, uh, you know, like one of these other teams got if, you know, for selling Frazier or something like that, just because, you know, inconsistent years, their inconsistency when it comes to performance. And then, you know, our team's not the greatest. So obviously we don't attract all, you know, all these great deals. So I think Charrington sort of made it work with what he had. Obviously, you know, he's not perfect. He's going to, he's not going to win every trade, but I think for what he had and what he sold, I will say, I think he did wonders with what he, with, with, with this trade deadline just sucks. Couldn't have traded Rodriguez or possibly even Stratton today. That's a big letdown, but at the same time, don't want to wait. I'm still going to hold out a little bit of hope until you know four thirty, five o'clock. But as yeah. of as of right now, none of those players have been traded yet, if at all. Yeah, and until we see that, like I, I would say around four thirty, if we don't see Rodriguez's name out there, I would say today was a letdown. But overall, I think Charrington was very, very good with this trade deadline, especially with it being a full trade deadline on. Right, yeah. I mean, once again, it's impossible to tell, and we will see down the line. But uh, I'm just looking at it right now. I'm I'm just scrolling through Twitter. Uh, Trevor Story not traded. That is pretty crazy to me. Um, and looking at this Chris Bryant return, the Cubs. I mean, if you want to, if you want to talk about a team that knocked it out of the park, park. Uh, obviously, the Cubs tore it the f down today trading their entire core from their World Series team, all f- all of them, except Wilson Contreras. They got for Chris Bryant, Joey Bart, the uh, pretty highly regarded catching prospect from the Giants. What? That's yeah, they got Joey Bart for a half season of um, Chris Bryant. You know, they got Madrigal for freaking Craig Kimbrell. Uh, they traded – they probably fleeced the Yankees, too, in trading Anthony Rizzo over there yesterday. Kevin Alcantara looks to be pretty solid. And Alex, Alexander uh, Vizcaino. Um, the Cubs, I mean, they tore it down in a hurry, but they definitely bolstered up that uh, farm system in a hurry as well and swiftly at that. So we'll see how some of these players work out. But, hey. Rest of the season, I mean, I will preface, preface this by saying I don't think, like, I could care less if the Pirates win another game this year. It's whatever. It literally doesn't mean anything. But uh, at this point, they may not have the worst team in the National League Central. The Cubs traded everyone, and the Cubs are back to being the same old crappy Cubs. But, like I said, they got a lot of nice players today for their future, but... It's just crazy. Also, the Nationals, they ripped it down as well. So, With yeah, the Cubs, I, they definitely had more players to trade, more talent to trade, I guess. Maybe less years of control, but they had much more talent to trade than the Pirates. But, uh, yeah, it's just pretty crazy. Uh, it's pretty shocking to see some of these uh, trades that happened over this past week. You look, Joey Gallo also went to the Yankees. Some of these teams really got good. 
Um, I'm my mind is still blown over the fact that the Dodgers landed Max Scherzer and Trey Turner in one trade. Um, that team is just insane, and it's going to be weird seeing all of these former Cubs in different uniforms. Chris Bryant is Giants. Javi Baez a Mets. Anthony Rizzo is a uh, Yankee. He'll probably like that, but um, hitting in that right field. But it's just—it's been a really crazy, crazy deadline. And yeah, Joey Bart for a rental piece. I mean, I get it. Chris Bryant is a stud superstar player, but I don't know. It's just crazy seeing these trades today. I just wish that the Pirates got a little bit more for uh, you know Frazier and. We'll see how it works out, though. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still a long-term game where you need to you know, just take it get, year by year, essentially, see how these trades worked out. But we're already starting to see some good progress, I would say, from some of the people we've acquired. I mean, Jack Sawinski, I think it was his first or second game in Altoona, and he had a game-winning uh, solo home run to help lift the curve over, shit, was it Har- yeah, Harrisburg? Yeah. And that, that's pretty good in and of itself. Uh, I think Hoijin Park hasn't been too bad in AAA. Marcano hasn't really done much, but yeah, I'm going to give him a little bit more time. Three games or so. Yeah. Uh, I will say, um, you know, I joke that I don't care if the Pirates win another game this season, but September will be interesting to see. I would assume that we'll see Park. I would assume that we'll see uh, Marcano and some of these guys that they got in deals. So... It'll be fun to watch some of these players uh, see what, see what they got, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's so tough to so tough to tell at this point. It's all I know is that it's just been a really crazy day with a whole ton of. To me, this seems like one of the craziest trade trade deadlines that uh, that I can think of. To be honest, so many stars changing teams. So many impact players changing teams. Uh, if you made a team of trade deadline players that tra- that were traded, it would probably be a playoff team, honestly. There were a ton of trades, and there would probably be some good players left off said team. So it was just uh, really crazy. I'm looking here now. Uh, one, of, one of them that just snuck through, Jorge Soler is going to the Braves. From the Royals, so the Braves bolstering up their uh, their outfield. I'm just looking at it. The Yankees lineup tonight: Lemayhu, Judge, Anthony Rizzo, Stanton, Joey Gallo batting fifth, Gary Sanchez, Glaber Torres, Giro, Gio Urshela, Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner was batting like fifth earlier in the season. So the Yankees, good for them. They really they really added some real thump to that lineup um it's just pretty crazy the rays traded for jordan luplo former bucko that just came through as the minutes go by though it's looking like looking like rich rod is uh looks like he's gonna stay i think jason maggie tweeted something like uh rich rod was seen by his teammates and they gave him like a standing ovation or something perhaps because they're happy he's staying but 
I don't know. The reliever market got pretty hot today, and keeping Rich Rod in my mind, I think that's an L. I think that is not the greatest, but uh, who knows? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think keeping Rodriguez is a huge L, but I, I think we all can understand why he wasn't traded, and I, I'll, I'll put out some reasons right here. The relief pitching market in this trade deadline was strong as hell, and I mean, Craig Kimbrell, you, you look, look over some of the names, hell, even Joaquin Soria was a name, and he's been aged out for how long, but yet he's like, he, he's still on the move. So these teams are looking like for, every, what was that? I was like, it seems like he's traded every deadline. The Pirates traded for him in 2015. <laughs> anyway. Keep... Yeah, uh, but no, Rich Rod, I mean, this the reliever market was so strong, and one thing I'm noticing is a lot of these relievers that were traded, whether they're closers or you know eighth inning guys, they have a lot of velo to them, and they have a very deep pitching arsenal. Whereas Rodriguez, he tops out at 94, and all he has really is a slider. I mean, other than that, he throws a four-seam and two-seam fastball. But, I mean, Nathan, we've aired our grievances so many times on this show about how he relies so much on a four-seam fastball every time he's out there that once teams, you know, get a few foul balls off of him, they already know what's coming from him. So it's not like he has an element of mystery when he takes them out. He's he's pretty cut and dry. Like, I, I don't understand how he's been so good so far. I can tell you why. <laughs> I mean, if it deals with spider tech, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, totally. But either way, like, even with spider tech, Rich Rod was... You know, he had his moments where he just lapsed. And so I, I I see why we didn't get rid of him. I'm not trying to justify it. And I'm not trying to say, oh, I agree with Sherrington for not doing it. I, something tells me he did have a few calls on him. And none of them really said anything to him. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm all for not trading somebody if we don't get the best value out of them. But I am with you. I don't like the fact that we didn't trade Rich Rod. I thought we could have gotten maybe something for him considering he's you know he carried a what point a, a sub one era into the month of what may or june or something like that yeah he was really good and i think it's it's kind of sad because you know looking back in april and may it was the pirates are going to get a nice little return for rodriguez but as the season went on as the as uh, major league baseball really crack down on foreign substances on baseballs. I mean, there was a clear picture of Rich Rod with stuff in his glove in, like, April. And I think he – his value really took a plummet. And I think teams realized that. Like you said, I just – if I had to guess, there probably were not many offers worth even doing. I mean, I guess – on one hand, you could say get anything you can for Rich Rod because he's probably only just going to get worse. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. You don't want to trade him for a bucket of balls, literally. So it, it's sad. I don't really blame anyone. Um, you know, Rich Rod was really great when he was able to use whatever he used to make his fastball spin more. But as a guy, like you said, he throws his fastball like 80% of the time uh, and only just the slider at times. He's kind of been figured out, and other teams saw that, so it doesn't look like he was going to be traded. Um, doesn't look like he's going to be traded. 
And uh, here's another one. Tony Watson traded to the Giants. Going back to the Giants. Jeez. Um, that was a minute ago. So, yeah, no, I mean, who knows? Who knows? We're 23 minutes past the deadline, and there are still deals trickling in. Um, I haven't... I haven't seen anything that says that, uh, like, it's confirmed that Rich Rod wasn't traded. But, uh, I don't know. I'm really surprised that Stratton wasn't traded. I thought teams would be all over him. He's been solid all year, even though he did get roughed up the other night. But uh, I thought teams would really be in on him, go multiple innings, and, you know, bridge the starter to the back end of a rotation. But... Stratton, it looks like, is staying put as well. So I'm still scrolling through Twitter here, seeing any news that pops up. But I guess uh, gut reaction, what grade would you give uh, Ben Sherrington on this trade deadline as a whole? Uh, I was thinking about this earlier, and I'd, I'd probably go with like a B average to an A minus maybe. I think there was a lot of room for improvement, but – I think the high real uh, the grade the high grade for me, it, 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 it's a lot of weight from the Holmes trade. I think if you take that away, I would grade it maybe like a C plus to a B minus. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think myself, I am really, I do really like the Holmes trade. Like I said, getting anything for him is nice. Getting a guy like Hoy Park, who in AAA this season uh, was hitting three. 27, 475, 567. That's kind of exciting. He might not be like a high-end prospect, but who knows? Maybe he can turn into the next Brian Reynolds type where he just hits everywhere he goes. He was never really highly regarded, and it just works out. But uh, I did like that trade. But overall, the combination of not getting anything for Rich Rod or Chris Stratton, the kind of meh-ish at this point, uh return for Frazier after seeing all of these other trades go down at the time I was like hey I trust Sherrington until uh until I'm you know proven otherwise but at this point it just kind of looks like a meh-ish return for Frazier for an all-star for a guy that has a chance to win the batting title who has a year of control um Anderson deal I'm fine with Anderson is literally just a cheap rental getting anything for him is good um but overall, I would give the Pirates a C. Pretty average trade deadline. Pretty, pretty meh. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not terribly excited, but I don't think it was a complete disaster either. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it was all right. It was all right. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. But uh, you know, I'm. I'm just, my my mind is still blown over what the Cubs did today, and how they got some they got some guys for the players they traded. Granted, like I said, Rizzo's a star, Baez is a star, Chris Bryant is a star. But I mean, the Cubs traded their guys at the right moment. That team was going nowhere this year, weren't going to make the playoffs, and they just went nuclear. And uh, that's kudos to that. We'll see how it works out, but pretty crazy. Pretty crazy day overall, I would say. Oh, yeah. This is probably the most active trade deadline we've seen in uh, ever, maybe. I, I, <laughs> You can't put it any other way than that. I mean, this has been just a day full of hysteria, and I I love it. I, don't get me wrong. I love seeing all this, but wow. I think we all need a good beer and cigarette after that. 
<laughs> right. And it's crazy. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty much, it's pretty much the Dodgers world and we're all living in it. I would say that team is just ridiculous. I mean, is Trey Turner, is he going to play second base? I guess that infield with freaking, uh, the two turners now, just the Turner at third, Seager at short, Trey at second with, you know, Muncie at first, not to mention that they have two of the best outfielders in the whole freaking league in Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts, not to mention that Chris Taylor, who has, has arguably been their best player this season, and, I mean, he he's a stud. It's, it's just crazy. And then their rotation – Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller. Like, come on, in a playoff series, good luck against that trio and then pitching against that lineup. I mean, just give them the ring now, to be honest. It's just, that is a freaking all-star team. That is more of a super team, I would argue, than, I'll switch sports here, that's more of a super team than the KD Steph Curry Warriors, honestly. Uh, the Dodgers are freaking deep, star power. They got it all. And if they don't win the World Series, I would like to see what those odds look like now. I believe they were about plus 290 or so the last time I checked. If they're not 2-1 to one at this point, I don't know what's going on. I don't care that they might play in the wild card game. Although that would be crazy. I think they're going to pass up the Giants in first place, which, I mean... Kudos to the Giants, though, for getting uh, Bryant. But it's just that team, just insane. Yeah, imagine, just imagine the chaos that would ensue if, uh, if if the Giants maintained first place and the Dodgers had to vow for a wild card spot. That would be, first of all, that would prove that you don't need to build a super team in order to reach success. Maybe right. acquiring one or two two pieces, but you don't need a super team. And uh, you know, you mentioned. I've seen a lot of complaining on Twitter about all oh, the, you know, the Dodgers are the prime reason the MLB needs a salary cap. Okay. Well, you come up with a way on doing that because that's better. That's easier said than done. Yes. It's, it's, it's a simple fix. If you, if the MLB has a salary cap, it would definitely make it way more competitive, but you look at the grand scheme of things and it's just way complicated to build a salary cap, whether you wanted to make one now down the road or, you know, say they should have made it a while ago. It, it's 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 a lot of science behind it in order to do that, and I think that's why we don't have one right now. Oh, wait a minute! Wow, here we go. Good All thing right. we're still on here. Richard Rodriguez going to Atlanta. Source tells ESPN that's Jeff Passan. That's <laughs> that's the actual Jeff Passan, not the uh, the fake Jeff Passan <laughs> account that has been making its rounds today. There we go. Uh, there we go. This whole podcast was a waste of time, basically. <laughs> a half hour in, uh, the biggest news comes through. But let's just stick around for a few more minutes here. Let's see what the return is. Richard Rodriguez going to Atlanta. It's 4.30 now. We've just I've been just bitching the whole time about how meh this whole thing has been. But uh, there we go. Also, kudos, Jeremy. Awesome producer letting us know, sending the tweet here in the chat. Um, that's crazy. Talk well, about a late one. Um, I am 
I'm very interested to see what the Pirates get here for Rich Rod. And that's, I mean, come on. I, talk about the 11th hour. Uh, it's 4.30 at this point. Deadline passed a half me, hour ago. Something tells me we're going to get Logan Brown. I don't know why, but it's a catching, you know, it's a catcher. Estimated or ETA to the MLB of 2022. We know this is the theme that Sherrington's brought. I, I know it's a high return if we get that high enough, I should say. But something just eggs, you know, just eats at me saying, "Hey, we're gonna get, we're gonna get uh, Logan Brown." And don't be surprised if that's the case. I would be surprised if we got anything higher than maybe 27th prospect. I'm looking at their pipeline right now. Yeah, I'm looking at of- graphs at this point. Well, I would love to see Kristen Pashy to the Pirates. I know damn well that ain't happening. <laughs> Obviously. Well, you never know. The, it's very interesting because there have been some big names, prospect-wise, tossed around all day long. So I, uh, I'm very interested to see who the Pirates end up here for Richard Rodriguez. Um, you know, Atlanta, pretty... Pretty desperate for some bullpen help. Every team in the NL East has been because every NL East bullpen, for whatever reason, really sucks. So we'll see just how, uh, just how, oh, I'm reading something else. We'll see how desperate they are. The Boston Red Sox are in agreement on a deal to acquire left-hander Austin Davis. What? From the Pittsburgh Pirates. What? That's Robert. He hasn't been the Robert greatest. <laughs> Austin Davis, that's like the left-handed Clay Holmes. So yes. We'll see. we'll see what happens there. Uh, we'll see what they get for him. But, oh, my uh, God. Hey, there we go. Ben Sherrington needs to go to federal court for, a, like, felony or grade three felony robbery. This guy is fucking – he's dealing guys that shouldn't be dealt. He's dealing guys that should be DFA'd. Like, DF – Listen, Clay Holmes was DFA'd twice by the Pirates, and he got a decent return for him. He need, the cops are showing up at his house tonight saying, look, dude, you you stole way too much. I don't even care what Enough. we get back. That That's just funny as shit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, being able to deal Austin Davis and Clay Holmes in one deadline, I will, before even seeing the return, I will bump my grade up to a B. Just going, be- yeah. Just because. Uh, I'm going flat A right now. That, that's funny. So yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm refreshing like crazy here on Twitter. <laughs> hey, but you okay, were right Keith, though. Keith, said- oh, what? What? Okay, Keith Law says Boston has traded Michael. It's it's Davis. Holy shit! For Austin Davis. Holy shit! <laughs> we got we got Michael Chavis for fucking Austin Davis. Ben Charrington needs a statue right now. I gotta look up his numbers. I need to see this. I that, <laughs> that oh, is man. that's bonkers. Getting once again, getting a box of tissues for Austin Davis would have been impressive, but second baseman fan grabs here. That is <sighs> crazy. And that's Keith who was uh he's on that. Let me see. So far this year, I mean, <laughs> oh my god! It was, All right, you oh. say you get a box of tissues for Austin Davis. I need a box of tissues. Ooh. 
my God. Future value really sucked this year. He's really sucked, but I mean that's that's interesting. That really is. Well, it's funny we were talking about guys that block a lot. He does not, and he strikes out a ton. But uh, you know, throw him in there. Throw him in the infield. He'll probably he will probably uh, start for the Pirates. I would guess. I mean, who else is going to do at this point? That's crazy though. That is. Pretty crazy. Um, and here we go. The Pirates tweeted, the Pirates, we've acquired right-handed pitchers Ricky DeVito and Bryce Wilson. That's interesting. Wow. For Richard Rodriguez. And I'm just looking here. Let's see. Bryce Wilson, before this season, was the Braves' ninth best prospect, according to uh, fan graphs. That's before the season. That list is probably a little outdated. But this season so far, I mean, he hasn't been great. 588 ERA, but he's 23 years old. So I like that. 45 future value, according to fan graphs. Fastball slider, curveball changeup, has decent command. Um, you know, he hasn't been that good. But hey, I'm all right with it. And yeah. then the other guy. DeVito, let me just look up real quick here. Um, one second. He's what is it, Ricky? Is it Ricky? Yeah. Ricky DeVito? It is. Ricky DeVito is 22. He's in high A, 40 future value, according to Fangrass. Fastball, curveball, splitter, shaky command. We'll see what goes on there. Uh, I mean, he's striking out close to 12 per nine in sink high A this year, but he's only pitched 20 innings, so it's it's tough to tell. Um, and he uh, he is a starter. So two starters, two right-handed starters. You know what? I'll bump it up to a B. Actually, a B plus at this okay. point. You know, getting an actual player for Austin Davis is to me pretty pretty crazy. And I like I like Bryce Wilson. He uh, he has some nice upside. He has struggled, but I like him. And um, you know what? I'm all right with it. I am all right with that trade. Um, I still can't believe that they got someone for Austin Davis and Clay Holmes. That's pretty crazy. And that's crazy that. Classic Pirates keeping it close to the vest. Uh, it's after 4.30 now, and two trades dropped. And so, in all, I, I think I think we can safely assume that uh, that that will be it. But um, Pirates traded Anderson, Holmes... Now Rodriguez, now Davis, and then obviously Frazier, and they they got a whole lot of stuff back, and we'll see how it works out. Uh, Ricky DeVito is 23rd on the Braves uh, Fangraphs list, and uh, we'll see what happens. Crazy deadline got crazier at the end. People listening to the first half hour, uh, You'll get to listen to, to our live reactions to everything. That's why we do it live. It's fun. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Getting Chavis, though, that's that's funny. Like I said, I said this. 
He's really sucked this year. He's been really bad. Yeah. Hitting 190, 207, 342 at the, in the majors. His walk rate in the majors this season is uh, 1.2%, which I find pretty hilarious. But, I mean, in 2019, the guy hit 18 home runs. So, <laughs> getting any player that any point in their life hit 18 home runs in a major league season for Austin freaking Davis, I'll take it. Um, he's still young. He is, what is he? He's 25. He's not going to be a free agent until forever. So hopefully he can re-find that 2019 magic. Definitely a big strikeout guy, but he's got some pop. Um, he's got some pop and he's really just sucked this year, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm and- I was just going to say, you know, I, I was like pretty excited. celebrating. Yeah, me too. I was, you know, I went around, I was excited, you know, said build Carrington a statue. Not because of Chavez, like you said, Chavez is, I don't know how the hell you say it. Chavez is, uh, you know, his, his season so far. But literally the fact that we traded two relievers who aren't that great and the fact that we got any return for them instead of just having to DFA them and put them on waivers is a huge win, in my opinion, like you said. So, yeah, I don't want people to get construed thinking I think Chavis is the second coming of God, but uh, you know he's a lot more than what I would have pegged for Austin Davis. So, yeah, but wow, that two blockbuster deals. But hey, you said it when we started. You said we're going to stay on until four thirty, maybe a little bit after, because that's when everything comes in. And look at what happened. So we all yes. know Nathan can save the future. Uh, t- tell me in private what the lottery numbers are for tonight. All right? Yeah, honestly, I'll uh, I'll get right back. I'll get right on that i'll i'll be at the casino later and uh <laughs> then i'll be able to we'll see we'll see if i can win some um yeah that's crazy though that is crazy a 45 and 40 future value guy for rich rod i think that is a win the big thing moving forward um you know the pirates they're gonna run into a little bit of a problem here where this off season. There's only 40 spots, obviously, on the 40-man roster, and there's only 40 guys that can be protected from Rule 5 drafting and, uh, you know, players getting plucked from other teams. So we'll see We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see, you know, some of these guys obviously aren't Rule 5 eligible, some of the really younger guys, but the Pirates did trade for some, you know, quad A-ish flyers. And, I mean, some of them may work out, some of them may not, and some of them may get plucked from other teams this offseason. But it'll be interesting to see what Sherrington does from here. Um, You know, those last two trades I really like a lot, though. And, oh, man, this bullpen from here on out, (laughs) it's going to be terrible. I would yeah. guess, you know, uh, Bednar's the closer, I guess, now. But, I mean, after that, we still got Stratton. But then after that, I mean, whew. I don't know if you saw, but um, um, Kyle Crick was picked up by the White Sox. So that's pretty interesting. But, yeah, just looking at it. Sam Howard, I mean, he's on the I.L. We're going to see a lot more. Luis Oviedo, Kyle Keller. Pirates held on to sh- Chase and Shreve, uh, which is pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting they were able to trade Austin freaking Davis, but not 
Chase and Shreve. If they would have traded Shreve for Chavis, I would have been happy about that. But, uh, yeah, your guy, Dwayne Underwood Jr., you're going to see a lot more of him. And uh, we're also going to see a lot more of our pal, Cody Ponce. So it's going to be a rough – it's going to be a rough remaining two months of the season for the Pirates. And if you took that over, if you took that over 59-and-a-half wins – for this team, you are holding down. It's going to be tough. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see if they can get to that over. But we didn't really talk about any of the games or the schedule coming up because, frankly, nobody really cares about that right now. But uh, the Pirates do play the Phillies tonight after getting swept by the Brewers in pretty pathetic fashion. They are home tonight against the Phillies. I guess we can end on this. Guess who's back, baby? Mitch Keller. He was he was called up to the to the majors. He might start this weekend. We'll see. But any last thoughts before we get out of here? Um, I don't expect anything pretty from this weekend. Hope I, I will say. Hope this weekend. Try the remainder of the year. <laughs> I'm taking it one series at a time, or else I'll drink myself to death. But <laughs> um. This weekend's going to be rough. Uh, hopefully, it's a little bit better. I mean, we're going to see Kutch again, obviously not in a Pirates uniform, but there's a little bit of nostalgia there. We can relive 2013 again like we always do. Um, right. And, you know, I, I'm I'm, hope, I'm hoping Keller does all right if he does start this weekend. You know, he's, he's spent a significant amount of time in AAA. He's worked on a lot of things. He worked with the Hammer. And, you know, he, he put up some decent numbers in his time there. So I'm, I'll root for him if he comes back. Um, but Cody Ponce, you said you talked about him. I just wanted to get a quick comment. He did pretty well his last time out. If we can see that consistently from him, oh look out! He might. He's gonna be. He's gonna be something to mess with. But yeah, our bullpen's gonna suck. Um, lineups aren't gonna be too pretty. But I, I will say, I can't wait to see Michael Chavis and John Nagowski in the same lineup. That's gonna be yeah, fun. That'll be fun. That'll be real fun. Uh, just one last time, the Pirates traded Rich Rod. They traded. Uh, who else did they trade? They traded Austin Davis. They traded uh, Tyler Anderson, Adam Frazier, and, of course, Clay Holmes. A lot of trades. Um, we'll have a lot of time to digest, but initial reactions, you got to hear it here on Talk the Plank, episode 34. We will be back after the Philly series, and maybe we'll see some of these new bucks and have some first reactions to them if uh, any of them are in the major leagues but uh as always thank you all for listening jake thank you for talking about this with me where are we following you on twitter you can follow me at underscore radio jake on twitter cool follow me at nathan underscore hirsch h-u-r-s-h uh that's on twitter as well obviously follow bucks dugout on twitter at bucks dugout and we'll be back and we'll see how these trades work out um, went from a C to a B for me, and uh, I don't know. Pretty fun deadline, pretty fun day. We'll see what happens. Everyone have a great rest of your day, and uh, peace out.